Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for December 6, 2020. Koyo Kubose here, so very, very glad you joined us. Well, it's December, and early December, of course. December 8th is a Bodhi Day, the day that uh, Siddhartha sat under the Bodhi tree after six years of truth-searching and uh, made his last stand, so to speak, and uh, said to himself, I've been searching for the truth for six years, and I'm at my wit's end, and I'm settled under this tree, and I'm going to meditate here until something happens. And on the morning of December 8th, as the morning star was brightly shining, Siddhartha experienced that the root of suffering was within him. He was it. This was great enlightenment. I just read this statement from uh, my father's essay on Bodhi Day. Um, Isn't that interesting? He says, what he experienced was that the root of suffering was within him. Suffering didn't come from without, from external source. He was it. He was a source. And this was a great uh, enlightening experience. And everything followed from that. Well, in the Mahayana Buddhist tradition, uh, Bodhi Day is observed in this this December and uh, in the Zen uh, tradition, the week leading up to December 8th is called uh, Rohatsu, 
And um, session, of course, is an intensive meditation period. Um, so Rohatsu session refers to uh, a week of practice just leading up to Bodhi Day. Uh, and Rinzai uh, Zen temples ob- most observe this Rohatsu session period and the monks uh, diligently meditate very intensively okay, through that whole period. And on, on December 7th, that day, that night, they, they meditate all through the night until the morning of December 8th. Uh, I remember doing this at uh, uh, Rokoin, which was uh, Reverend uh, Kobori Nanle Roshi's temple in Kyoto, Japan. And uh, there was a group of us foreigners, uh, maybe half a dozen of us, and led by um, senior monk Victor Hori. He was a Canadian, uh, Japanese American, and he was he lived with the Kobori family because the Kobori family, uh, the family owned a small temple within the big Daitokuji temple complex, and uh, Hori. Uh, had made a commitment to join the Daitokuji monastery and uh, and he stayed with the Koboi family for, for a year I believe before he went into the monastery and uh, <clears throat> he stayed in the monastery for I think almost 20 years and uh, but he was uh, uh, you know from Canada and so he was a foreigner like us and uh, though he was fluent in Japanese, and he was sort of a liaison uh, between uh, Kobori Sensei and us, and so he was. We we spent the Rohatsu session with him uh, in charge of the Zendo, uh, and uh, after the last uh, uh, morning came, we all went for light breakfast in the social hall and Kobori Sensei came out and uh, he gave a small talk to us. And, and one thing he said was he, he recounted his experience, his own experience at one of the Rohatsu sessions when he was a training, monk in training. And, uh, at his teacher's temple in the mountains. And he he told an interesting story. Uh, the teacher there, the Roshi of that t- temple, used to tell them uh, at the Rohatsu session time about his experience when he was training. So this is Kobori Sensei's teacher talking about his own experience at one Rohatsu session where, you know, it's a time of great motivation and, and sincere seeking. And so uh, Kobori Sensei said that his teachers 
said to himself, well, I'm going to uh, really push myself and uh, make a commitment. And he, what he did was he uh, uh, went down to, there was a small uh, pond uh, near the temple, and he went into the water. Um, it's winter now. It's cold. And, he, and there was a barrel, a wooden barrel, and he got into the barrel, and uh, and the, the the surface of the water at that place, the depth was just enough to cover up to the top of the barrel. And he's sitting in the barrel, in the water, and his and his head and shoulders are above, and he did he stayed there all night. Um. Years later, when sometimes when he talked about it and somebody asked him, well, what, what did you experience during that night? And uh, what he would say is, did you know that when the surface of the water of the small ponds starts to freeze, it makes this sound. Um, so he always used to tell this story. And so, at one Rohatsu session, Kobori, who was the monk in training, and one of his uh, colleagues said, hey, uh, Sensei always tells about what he did. I'm going to do the same thing. I want you to, you know, but there was no pond around there. It was, they were in the mountains where there was a mountain rapids there. But he said, I'm going to go sit in the, sort of where there was a small waterfall like, at the foot of it, and I'm going to sit in there all night and meditate. And I want you to witness this. And Kobori said, no, I, I'm too busy. I've got a lot of things to do, duties and chores to do. I can't do that. And so the guy said, okay, I'm just going to do it anyway. And so he went in, and he didn't last too long. He got so cold that he got a really bad, severe uh, cold himself, and he missed the whole Rohatsu session. And uh, Kobori Sensei says, well, the lesson for him was that he said, don't go, don't go try to imitate somebody and so forth. So that's the story I, I remember Kobori Sensei uh, telling about his experience at Rohatsu Session. And uh, that was very interesting and nice to hear. Okay, I'd like to introduce the guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Jess Kuyo, part of the LM12 group. So, let's listen to Jess, Jess, Jess Kuyo Sensei. Hi again, this is Jess Kuyo. I'm honored to offer you this Dharma glimpse. In 2020, nothing has been easy for us. Can anyone name a month where those of us living within the U.S. haven't faced a challenge? As we look at the faces of our friends, families, and neighbors, from a safe distance, of course, we see exhaustion. We hear it in the voices around us as well. Many say, it's been a long year. Well, no, it hasn't been a long year. This year's been no longer than any other. Perhaps, depending on perspective, it has been more disruptive to a perceived norm, but each day has had the same 24 hours. If we glance back over the shoulder, we see what we've dealt with. A global pandemic, masking up whenever we go out, canceled vacations, hospitalized and dying friends and family, hurricanes, floods, forest fires, 
white supremacists, massive nationwide marches for equality, food shortages, record unemployment, and an election that doesn't seem to have ended yet. One might say that's a lot of turbulence, but I guess I think that is only accurate if you think your life runs in a set and controllable course. I don't. Around midsummer, folks started asking me how I was dealing with the changes. I must have sounded really odd to them when I told them, I'm thriving. Thriving? How can you thrive when life is so awful? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't focus on the things I could not change or stop. Instead, I chose to work on being in every moment, to really experience and acknowledge how my life was different. I didn't keep a misery score. Instead, I noted all the wonderful things I was experiencing. I cut out 110 miles of travel back and forth to work every day as my work became fully remote. I did the actual work that allowed 650 fellow staff to work remote and be safe as well. With the time saved by not driving, I'm able to now cook meals for the family, breakfast on most days, and dinner too. I planted a garden, and since I was working from home, I could spend time in it each day, watching it grow, and really enjoying the birth through death process of the growing season. I had some crop failures, of course, but I learned so much for the next season. Heck, I made homemade hot sauce for the first time ever, and it is so good. Noontime walks with my wife and my youngest, that's priceless. More time on the cushion, achievement unlocked. The podcast I've been putting off for two years finally launched. My dad, earlier in the year, had a quadruple bypass at 75 and is doing better than ever. My daughter caught COVID and got through it without any hospitalization. And for me, the most wonderful personal item is transitioning to finally live my life as my authentic self. If I was the me from a few years back, I imagine my answer to how I would be doing right now would be to say, I'm miserable. So I get it that most people around me are in such a way. I feel deeply for them. I wish they could understand suffering as I do. I'm grateful that I can look at 2020 as lived proof of the Buddhist teaching. A year-long Dharma glimpse. Such a gift. In closing, I wish you all a wonderful holiday season and a healthy and happy 2021. Until next time. Until next time, indeed. Yeah, that's nice, you know. Sometimes what I was reminded of was um, uh, time, the present moment, things are happening, and uh, uh, just plainly, the fact, empirical fact, things are happening, whatever they happen to be. Uh, but whether they're good or bad, of course, is our judgment. Well, well, as human beings, you know, if it makes something difficult, we think, oh, this is difficult. I mean, we're aware of it. Okay. Um, that self-consciousness, I guess, is people might, must uh, probably consider the difference between us and uh, lower animals. Okay. Sometimes people say, well, that's what makes us different from animals. <laughs> It's forgotten that we're animals. We, of course, we think we're on top of this animal pile, but um, that's because we're the one that made the chart. But anyway, so I like to say, well, we say lower animals. Okay, of course, that's biased. Okay, anyway, 
uh, like consider uh, our dog. Uh, he spends the same time, the moments of the day, different things happen to him. Sometimes he's sleeping nicely. Sometimes he gets excited about something. Sometimes he uh, wants to do something and he can't. He, he can't just go outside anytime he wants. Okay, that's the life of a dog. And somebody has to let him out. And so he he experiences good times and bad times. But it's not the same good and bad that I think that the self-conscious humans do where they say, I know that I am feeling this and that. Okay? You know the dog experiences it directly. He doesn't conceptualize it like humans do. Now, that's not, neither here nor there in the sense of, well, is that, you know, uh, good or bad? Or, you know, you can make the case for all kinds of things. Uh, but to the extent that you do live like a dog, uh, that's not that's not a a bad way to live. You're going through your day and you know doing things. The things are this, and things are that, and you do experience them. What and some somebody could be looking at this, you know, <laughs> objectively like a TV camera. Saying, "Oh, that must be bad. That must be that must be in trouble right there. Oh, it looks like he's enjoying himself there, and so forth." Okay. Uh, they wouldn't describe it the same way as if they're talking about their their dog's behavior. Okay. But in a way, it it's possible. I mean, it's it's it is happening. It's only when something that makes us pause with our self consciousness that we start thinking about this whole topic. But that's what I was thinking about because it sounded like uh, Jess Cuyo, uh was living a living life okay? and not necessarily putting on the certain eyeglasses of 2020 virus year. Huh? He knows it. You know, and you obviously have to do things and you can't deny it or ignore it. Uh, but you don't have to, in a sense, maybe it's too strong to say, but you don't have to wallow in it. Um, and and he's probably right. It's probably because he went through <laughs> the lay program and he was very aware of how he wanted the Dharma to affect him, and he emphasized that. You know? More power to him. Okay. Um, and if we think about it, I think all of us, whether we want to say, oh, I, I the Dharma, you know, turn, uh, related to a teaching or something. But I think every day we go through a lot of different aspects of this dimension of self-consciousness. You know, when we, uh, <laughs> while working on a computer, it's easy to get involved in. And you're not thinking, hey, I'm working at the computer while you're doing it. Okay. Then you might, something might uh, bring your attention back to the, to the room and you might look up and say, oh, an hour went by. 
gee, I, I got engrossed. Uh, and then there are other moments when it's, when you're planning on some planning to do something. So oh, I gotta really think about this, and you're very aware of your planning and uh, making calculations and so forth. Other times you're doing something where you know you're you're doing something you don't like. Okay? Sometimes you might be uh, enjoying yourself, and you're not thinking about enjoying yourself. And other times you're enjoying yourself, and you are conscious of thinking stuff. These are all the different shades of dimension okay? about human experiencing human life. Okay? And all those variations are because of the variations in the uh, degree of self-consciousness. And what is this self when we talk about self-consciousness? What is this self? Huh? It, it, it's generated internally. You know, it's in our head, so to speak. Uh, but that self uh, bears, uh, behooves us to explore it, investigate how this process works instead of taking it for granted. We might learn a lot about life, about ourselves, if we delve into all these aspects of what we call self-consciousness. Uh, even though sometimes we make, might consider it a curse, and sometimes we might consider it that's the essence of humanness, whether we like it or not. Well, 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 that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.